Hello and welcome to Dealcast. I'm your host, Kat Van Hoof, and with me today is William Mace, Assistant Editor for Activist Monitor, to discuss, you guessed it, activism. We'll talk about trends and some of the high-profile campaigns so far this year, while taking a peek at what could lie ahead when bankers and investors come back from their summer breaks. Will, I hear you guys nabbed an almighty scoop on Vodafone the other day. Can you tell us a bit about what's going on there? Yeah, we did. Vodafone has been targeted by Elliott Management, which is one of the world's uh, uh, most notorious and active activist funds. Um, It's an activist monitor and deal reporter collaboration across the the Atlantic uh, with uh, the New York reporter David Carnavale, really leading coverage on this, scooping that, um, that Vodafone had been targeted by Elliott. While we don't have any formal demands yet from Elliott to Vodafone, nor any uh, official filings. Um, the news of a global fifty billion pound company being targeted by Elliott sent the stock climbing around four percent on Monday, uh, just as the news broke. Do we have any idea what they might want? Uh, there's definitely lots of conjecture around that. Uh, our reporting showed that the CEO leaving, Vittorio Colau, who's been there for uh, um, about 10 years, his leaving may have been a catalyst for Elliott to get involved. Not really sure whether that means that Elliott might be looking to uh, put forward a different candidate for, for the, the top job or perhaps even just influence the existing, uh, the existing candidate going in, who's Nick Reed, who was the CFO uh, under Colau. The other reporting we have is that there was uh, an approach by Elliot about several weeks ago and there has been meetings with executives and at least one meeting between Elliot and uh, a board member of Vodafone. Vodafone has a huge diverse portfolio across geographies uh, globally and uh, has plenty of minority interests in, in different companies which obviously you know, typically uh, divestment candidates when it comes down to a, an activist being involved. There's lots of ideas flying around now about which parts might be divestible for Vodafone. Have we had many other headline-grabbing campaigns this year? Oh yeah, there's been plenty. Um, Barclays Bank for one in in the UK here. Um, Sherborne Investors, uh, another uh, US activist which which has been long established in uh, in the UK actually, uh, run by Edward Bramson. It's kind of been fought out in the media. Again, not, not any sort of explicit demands from the activist side, but there have been reports that Sherborne has wanted to shrink the investment bank part of Barclays, uh, removing the currency, cash equities and fixed income trading desk, um, but retaining the M&A advisory and other parts of, of the income, uh, sorry, of the investment bank. Sherborne does have some uh, previous campaigns in London, including Electra Private Equity, uh, which is winding down at the moment, um, trying to go through a sale process to, to sell off plenty of its assets. Um, but it's obviously a bit of a different kettle of fish to Barclays, which is a massive international bank. Another one that we're seeing is Nestle. Uh, this one was you know, initiated last year by Third Point, again, another US activist. But on its one-year anniversary earlier this year, or just last month actually, Third Point put out a new letter which basically reiterated its demands of, of Nestle. Um, so you know, it, it's kind of emblematic of the approach that Third Point is taking here, whereas in the US it might have been more of a, uh, an aggressive activist. Here in, the, in Europe it is taking more of a constructive approach. It's sending you know, several letters over the course of a year rather than trying to get everything done in six months. Um, you know, it's kind of death by a thousand cuts, sort of ask for 
uh, you know, 100% and maybe you only get 25% in terms of the demands that you're getting, uh, the, the, the outcomes you're getting from your demands. Um, but there's definitely, you know, plenty of action uh, in, on the European front. Uh, I'm guessing most of them are pushing for deconglomerization. Um, it's a trend that we've seen quite a bit. Uh, do we have any situations that fit that bill? Yeah, we do. Um, I mean, ThyssenKrupp uh, is one at the moment um, that is obviously sort of breaking up. Um, there's taken a long time to get the ThyssenKrupp Steel European business in the, into the joint venture terms with Tata Steel. Now that that's off the table, uh, Sevian and Elliott are pushing again for deconglomerization, as you say, of the rest of the company. Um, although they are saying that they don't want a, a um, you know, hysterical breakup of the company. They just want different parts of the company to be um, to be given more autonomy. But you know, when you read through that, that's kind of financial speak for you know creating separate parts of the business that can be separated out and perhaps sold or spun off. Uh, is a sort of cynical way that uh, most people see an activist coming in there and and sort of asking for it some for something um, extra at ThyssenKrupp and definitely the the former vice chancellor of, of the German Republic Sigmar Gabriel took this view uh, when he wrote an opinion piece uh, in the local newspaper recently calling Elliot a locust that eat eat at future prospects of Germany's economic and social success um, so there's definitely some. Uh, some vitriol out there against activists and and, uh, companies are sort of mounting defences when they can. So have we seen um, corporates being more sophisticated in their defence against uh, activist strategies? I actually hear you had a bit of a run-in with Unicredit's Moustier a few weeks ago. Yes, yeah, well, sophisticated is one word uh, for it. Um, uh, Mr Moustier of of Unicredit uh, was hosting a, a press conference in Milan recently at the ICGN Global Conference uh, which which I attended, um, I put to him a question about uh, Caius Capital, which is is uh, has launched a campaign at Unicredit regarding some some convertible bonds. It was a fairly straightforward question just to get his response, and, and he he wasn't really commenting except to say that he has had plenty of military training, uh, and that anyone who uh, crosses his company would experience that he is not a very nice man uh, when it comes to <laughs> to fighting off people who are attacking his company. So that was an interesting experience, but I suppose more, you know, more relevant are some of the the corporate defences that companies are mounting, and, and I see the you know the advisory community really being bolstered by the increased attention that companies are having to pay to activists, the, which in turn flows from the headlines that they're seeing across Europe. Industry advisors are telling me that companies really need to be proactive about their portfolios and whether they're holding on to something that maybe could be better owned by someone else or is not creating synergies with another part of the business. So again, this deconglomerization is something that companies can really look at for themselves before they even have an activist on, the, on, on, their, on their shareholder register. By the time the, the activist is, is there and on the, on the register, uh, it's probably too late. So are there any companies out there as far as we know, there's no activist in there yet, but they are vulnerable. Any situations ripe for the picking? Yeah, there's plenty. They are hard to pick. Um, 
but uh, one we're published on recently is, is GlaxoSmithKline, um, the pharmaceuticals and consumer health company. Well, you know, Woodford Investment Funds and, and Oxif have been in there previously and other investors have sort of talked about a potential split. Um, those had kind of gone off the radar until recently we, we asked investors again about this and there does seem to be some appetite to, to split uh, consumer health and the vaccines and pharma businesses uh, apart. Um, you know, as, as I said, there's already some track record for investors there, so uh, it, it may be something to keep an eye on. That's all from us this time around. Thank you so much, Will, and thank you for listening.